this is a short reset to finding peace. Like always, we'll be focusing on truth in the presence of God. Take this time to get settled, to get yourself comfortable. Give yourself a moment to allow the busyness to be put away for the time being. Come into the stillness of God. Let's reconnect with and get to know Him. Like always, we'll start with taking a deep breath. Tune into the way our stomach rises when we breathe in and when we exhale. We want to focus on nothing but the room that we are in and the breath from our lungs. We also want to focus on the way God fills the room when we invite him in. Today, I hope that we find some peace with loneliness. Have you ever felt the loneliness that settles into your bones that makes the days seem endless? Where getting out of bed and being who you were called to be seems so out of reach. And in those moments, it seems that nobody can understand what we are feeling. When people talk about the importance of community, when you boast about the Trinity, the never-ending relationship that God has with himself, it seems so different from what we go through. We feel that no one understands. And the worst part, we stay silent. We stay isolated because surely, surely these emotions, this moment must be unique to me. No one else can understand them. No one else should understand them. It is so terrible that no one else can surely know what it means and what it feels like. I remember moments where I felt so lonely, I was sure the sun wouldn't come up. I thought surely God must have forgotten me. I clung to Genesis 2.18 that said, it is not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. And I thought, okay, my God does not lie. So where are they? Where is my companion? And as I stayed isolated, I couldn't see the end. I could not see the victory that would come. So I was sure that he had left me. He couldn't know what I felt. He couldn't know the way that it settled into my very being. He couldn't know the way that I was sure that I would never smile again. That I was sure that happiness was out of reach for me permanently. The God that I serve couldn't know what it felt like to feel a gray cloud hovering over my every moment, my every day, where I had to force myself to get up. God surely couldn't understand that. Can I share something with you? The God that we serve, that we bow down to, he understands. He says that in Hebrews 4, Verse 15 to 16, we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews 4 reminds us that the God that we serve has gone through every emotion, every trial, every temptation, everything that we could be thinking of and going through. And the difference between us and our flawed world and the good God that we serve is that while he was tempted and pushed and taunted, he did not succumb. This isn't to shame you for how you dealt with your loneliness because you are not God. It is to remind you that the one who is in our corner has gone through it and has come out the other side. The God that we serve has gone through it. We remember 
when he was on the cross saying, God, why have you forsaken me? He has felt what it meant to be alone, truly alone, in a moment where he was given us the biggest gift, where he gave us his life for eternal salvation. He knows what it feels to have the air ripped out of him, to feel alone and lonely and in despair and just wanting it to end. But the difference between us and God is that he went through this battle. He came out the other side without sinning, knowing how to handle and win this victory. So this is the God that we have in our corner, and this is how we move forward. I know the holes that loneliness can send you down. When you are blanketed by sadness, when your feet do not move, when they stop swinging, you will do anything to feel anything. So we seek out the bad to feel, to laugh again, to breathe. We seek out what we shouldn't because we just want to know what it feels like to feel again. And I know that I've been there. When we seek out what we shouldn't, when we try to latch onto the bad, try to latch onto the sinful, just so that we feel something, just so that we can feel again. So what do we do? We know the ways in which this feeling can weigh us down. Well, as per usual, there's no magical number, there's no magical potion, but time and patience. But here are three ways that we can start to emerge from this loneliness. Suffer together. I remember in the depths of my loneliness, I shied from being open. I'd go to work, school, and come home and sit in silence in my room. I was so scared and was sure I would know no happiness anymore. The feelings grew and grew and grew. And one day after work, I sat on the steps outside and could do nothing but cry. And I wailed and I let out every tear, every drop of water that was in me. And my coworker and friend sat with me and she cried with me. And our tears mingled together in a way that was only prayer. She saw the goodness of community and vowed to be with me. She sat with me silently, prayed with me, sang with me, laughed with me. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-10 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. These are the words of the Bible. God reminds us through Solomon the power of relying on each other. Please do not succumb to the darkness alone. Do not let the overwhelming feeling and need fill you up until you spill over. Rely on someone. And I know that in those moments, it feels that we have no one. But I assure you, we have someone. A pastor, a friend, a therapist. We need one person to cry with us, to have tears mingled with prayer with us, to listen to us. Do not suffer alone suffer together. The second way is to spend time with God. This is a tip for anything that we are going through. It is so easy that sometimes it is overlooked. James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. What we forget is that the blueprint of our lives is not in our hands. It isn't even in the person that we confide in. It is solely in our good God. He is the master, the craftsman, the builder, 
He built us, molded us. And with that, his contract says he must fix us. So if we have the potter that created us with us, why not go to him to fix the problem that this world might have created? So how do we spend time with him? People say that all the time, spend time with God, go into his secret place. But how do we do that? Well, the answer really is whatever way you see fit, whatever way fits into your mold of how you want to be in a relationship with God, whatever way seeks and speaks to your soul. Sometimes I put on worship music and read the word. Sometimes I journal with him. Sometimes I pray. Sometimes I just sit and listen. And the overarching way to spend time with him is just to be consistent. Make time for him. There was a time in my life where I couldn't do anything to get myself to spend time with God. It seemed so dreary. It seemed useless. Um, And so I vowed for one minute at 11 a.m. every day for months, one minute, no matter what I was doing, there was an alarm at 11. I put a timer on for one minute and I did something. I was quiet. I prayed. I sang. I read for one minute every day. That one minute turned into two, turned into five, turned into 30. Our God just wants to see us make an effort he knows and we talked about a couple weeks ago boasting in our weakness he knows where we are weak so i know while i might not always have the drive to spend time with him i do have the discipline make time for him when we step outside ourselves it is so much easier to understand our god when we step outside our own mindset we see that his will for our life is to be with him to find peace in him he is our provider He will revive us. He lives in us and he sees us. Spend time with him. The third way that I want to talk about today is to step outside of yourself. What exactly does this mean? It means do something for someone else. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur on one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more use as you see the day approaching. This verse reminds us that we should not forsake the meeting of each other. This verse means that there is power in community. I know that sometimes and oftentimes loneliness comes from not even having a community, so it seems backhanded for me to tell you to spend time with that community because if I don't have them, how do I lean on them? But our community is not just people who make us feel good. It is not just our friends or our family. It is our brokenhearted, our unheard, our needed. Help them. There are so many people out in your community who need your help. Volunteer, organize, do selfless acts, fill the joy of justice. Our answers sometimes lie in helping other people. This is the gospel of God, the good news that we were in need, so he acted. So he sent his son to help us. While I know that you are not God and you will never be, I know that you are made in his image. And this means you have semblances of his character to befriend widows and orphans. Step outside of yourself and see what happens. Step outside of yourself and pour into other people and see how easily you are rebuilt. Sometimes we are filled to the brim with sadness that joy cannot get in. 
And so what happens when we put our love into other people is that we drain this bucket so that the Lord, our God, can fill us with joy. Loneliness is debilitating. Sometimes it feels that it will never let up. But know this, my good God says that you have already won. It says that we are overcome by the word of God and the word of our testimony. Your testimony will come soon enough. I am so rooting for you, beloved. But know this, the sun will rise again just for you. Thank you for listening to the At Peace With podcast. As always, the description box will be filled with any relevant information that you need to know. And also, we'll have a link to my anchor.fm website space where you can leave a voice note to let me know what you would like to hear or just to say hello. I will also leave below my Instagram handle so you can go ahead and check me out on other platforms. And if you would like to say hello there or tell me what you would like to hear or learn more about, you are more than welcome to. I hope that this podcast brought you some peace today, and I hope that you take some time to yourself. You are worth it, and have a wonderful day.